Welcome to the Twins Talk It Up podcast, where my identical twin brother and I share our thoughts and provide solutions for executives and professionals who want to become masters of speaking and communicating so that they can maximize their influence and impact. Yes, we are identical twins who happen to also be public speakers, executive coaches, and sales leaders. Our company, DSB Leadership Group, focuses on equipping leaders who want to speak with confidence and authority, all while using their authentic voice. Here on the Twins Talk It Up podcast, we present topics about communication and leadership from our perspective as individuals and as twins. Welcome to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. Good afternoon, everybody. My identical twin brother and I are so excited today to have an incredible group of individuals on our Twins Talk It Up podcast. Today, we have the founders of Aegis Innovators as our special guests. Have you ever thought to yourself, what do I need to do? Who do I need to call when I have a security issue? When I have cybersecurity as a concern in my mind, what do I need to do? Don't try to do it on your own. Make sure you reach out to these four gentlemen. Aegis Innovators is a Microsoft partner that helps business leaders throughout the North America to solve IT issues and make critical business decisions. Reza, Oscar, Ashok, and Eddie, Welcome to the Twins Talk It Up podcast today. Thanks for having us. Thank you, Thank you, Danny. Appreciate it. It's really inspiring to hear, like I said, the four of you guys coming together, the vision that you have is a shared vision. And that's what makes a incredible team. We think about the sports world and playoffs and, and the Olympics that's coming up soon. We think about the, the industries of music and performance. Great chemistry. Shared vision is what makes it happen. This is Dave, by the way. I, you've all brought up in one way or another different ways you guys are interacting, how you've met. And you've also mentioned an International Association of Microsoft Channel Partners, the IAMCP. Why is that a great association for Aegis and MSPs to join? And how did you guys find that to be a focal point for your company? Um, I, I'll take that. So. Um... Being a, a solopreneur, um, I, I knew I, I, right, right out the gate when I started my business that uh, I can't do it alone, right? Um, so that's why I actually joined the franchise. Um, but one of the things I, I was looking for, particularly in Orange County, was, was an organization, a professional organization that I could join. And um, I found IMCP particularly just by um, a website. And I attended the first meeting. and. Um, uh, Dave Cyber was at that point one of the, I think president at that time, but uh, I started attending regularly. Um, the uh, the meetings were alternating between LA and Orange County, so at that time I was just attending the Orange County meetings. But uh, at some point, then um, as uh, a year later, I was I was actually invited to maybe participate in the board as a um, just a, as a volunteer to help out with uh, arranging meetings operational. So I said. I, I considered it. Uh, it was kind of outside my comfort zone, but I, I took it on and, and I became more involved. And that's how um, my my journey with IMCP has grown. Is uh, I've I've been involved in the community and and volunteered, and that definitely has grown my my uh, my speaking ability, um, my public speaking, and also doing presentations and and. and and meeting great people like Reza and and, and Eddie and, and and there's many other partners within within our chapter that I know regularly and, and, and can talk to freely about 
business. Uh, they're not seen as a competitor. They're seen as a partner and somebody that'll say that you can send business their way and that they can send business our way too. So it's, it's a good organization for us. Um, maybe uh, I think uh, Reza has a good perspective too. Yeah, I want to just um, add to that is when um, I met Ashok and it was through a Microsoft, another Microsoft event that was happening at the same building as IMCP. Um, and Microsoft used to have these, um, gosh, what were those called? Um, forgetting the name of them. I think there were SMB live events. That's what they yeah, were called. Right. <laughs> yeah, the SMB live. And you know, he really encouraged this. And, and I really credit Ashok for me, even knowing what IMCP was and getting involved into it. And, um, you know, you hear these things from other people and you, you, you being, for me at that time, I was new to technology because I just made that transition from being a CIO um, in a dish food distribution company. Uh, which is a grinded out kind of business with heavy equipment and blue collar workers. And we used a lot of technology, but it's, you know, going into this new world. And, and when he talked about this association, it seemed like this big thing, right? And he told me a hundred people met and Microsoft's involved. And it was a little intimidating for me, honestly, at the beginning thinking, okay, you know, I'm just going to be a number in this and why am I going to waste my time? I'm not going to matter. But, um, you know, I listened to Ashok after, I mean, you know, what thing about it is he was very persistent and we'd meet at other type industry related events. And he kept saying, when are you going to go to your first IMCP meeting? And, and, and I'm glad I did. The first couple I went to, I mean, there was like a hundred people, especially the one in the SoCal chapter. And it was a little overwhelming, but as I stuck with it and got to know people like Eddie and Ashok and many other great people um, that were part of that uh, group, I realized it was a family. Hmm. It just, it takes time and there's a core groups, there's core people within this uh, organization that are, that are really dedicated to it. And those are the people I started to just, because they saw that I was coming every week and they would take me under my under their wings and suggest, you know, this is a person that they wanted to learn more about me and what I could offer. What is, what is world edge about? And what are you guys good at? And, 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 and I realized this is a very special community. And what I realized and meeting somebody like Danny as well, I met Danny through IMCP. Um, and I think eventually IMCP is what brought me to work with a company that Danny used to work with, which is uh, the tech community is about people who want to serve and help others. Mm -hmm. And I was just really amazed at the quality of people and the kind of humble and hardworking and dedicated people. And I just thought to myself, I found, I found the right, I found the right thing for me. This is, this is what I enjoy, what I love. And, and, and ultimately, you know, that time that we spent in this association was very educational. We learned a lot about life. We learned a lot about business. I learned a lot about Microsoft. I learned a lot about technology, but most importantly, you know, you during that process, you come across people like Ashok and Eddie that you be, they become your family. And so to become business partners together was a natural progression. This is awesome. This is yeah. Danny. I'm, I'm grateful real quick that I just see this theme over and over again. One, you know each other. You interact with each other so many times over the years. Uh, IAMCP has just been a great just a great resource 
for each of you to get together. Mm-hmm. I love how you said that, you know, you get together. It wasn't about competing. You would send opportunities to each other. You work together with each other. And that's really what it takes in order to grow a company. I will tell you what we do at our business is we try to help scale companies and they always get stuck because the CEO does everything and they try to do finance operations. They try to do every facet of technology. They do all the support calls. They go on site and they're the sales engineer. They do everything there is and they wonder why they can't scale by past a certain dollar amount is because there's only one person to do all the tasks. And I know that each of you guys being CEOs of your own companies, coming into one would never work out if you didn't know each other, you didn't have a history of partnering together, and you didn't have the International Association of Microsoft Channel Partners that brought you together so that you guys can get to know if you like each other. And I will tell you, not everybody can form what I call a super MSP. And this is what I was telling you guys on board. We said, look, you have, there's a couple ways you can scale. One, you can buy into a franchise that has all the infrastructure already built and then you go out and basically sell. Or you can actually go get a lot of money from a lot of VC firms, and then you can go and build your, your organization that way. But the best way to scale is, and is an amazing way that you guys have finally figured out a way to do it is to become great partners, great relationships, great friends, know each other inside and out. And that's how you're able to form this super MSP. And I love it. I just want to say that, by the way, I just love the super MSP concept. Um, let's get into real quick what Aegis is very, very focused on. Aegis is very focused on cybersecurity. And I know that you guys have really put a lot of effort into it. When it comes to the cybersecurity model, you guys have gone all in with Microsoft. I understand that as well. But won't you let our audience here know a little bit more about the difference of people's perception about cybersecurity now post coming out of post pandemic compared to before what has changed before COVID during COVID what people, when I say people, I'm talking about customers and their thought process, their mindset when it comes to cybersecurity. Sure. I'll take that. Um, You know, the trends for cybersecurity, even before COVID Mm -hmm. were uh, alarming. And, you know, I remember in 2017, uh, Microsoft had a partner briefing in mm-hmm. Los Angeles. It was, um, it was up in, in North uh, Los Angeles. What is, in, what is the name of that park, guys? Uh, uh, studios, Universal Studios. It was right next to Universal Studios. I will never forget that um, in L.A. And we went up there uh, to a nice, beautiful hotel. And uh, Microsoft, some top executives were there and talking about what the trends in the industry were. And the first speaker was the FBI. And and the FBI said, look, you know, this is a problem. This is the number one economic uh, threat to the United States. And this is a problem that is overwhelming our, our, our ability as, as uh, an intelligence agency to deal with. It's, it's gonna be a collective effort and we need the help of the IT community to help you know, get this under control. And this threat is, it's a threat to the American way of life. It's, it's a threat to the, to the, uh, the, the free world. Um, 
And so that really, it got on my radar screen at that point in time is that, hey, this is an area of focus that we need to do more. I remember Oscar was saying this is a direction. I mean, he had identified it through his, you know, his expertise and just technology and being in tune with what's going on with the world. And then, um, you know, the more we got involved with Microsoft, we saw Microsoft's evolution as well. Their products were coming out, especially Office 365. Initially, when it came out, it was lacking some security features. But when Satya came on and focused on the um, making it more of an engineering company and improving its products and services, that became a focus. So we started to see a tremendous growth and evolution of the actual um, security uh capabilities. And so we invested heavily in that. And then as we started investing heavily, we looked at the trends in the market. And to answer your original question, it was it was mind blowing with the acceleration of the economic impact that cyber crimes were having on the world economy. And so we started doing some speeches. I started doing some speaking arrangements through different organizations. And one of the things that I would point out to people, and we've arrived at this juncture now post COVID is for every hundred dollars that we create in the world, the global GDP for every hundred dollars, $5 of it goes to the cyber crime problem. Wow. And if you think about that, that is like a $5 tax on everybody's pay. Okay. And so that's, that's a big economic problem. And what, you know, the world is evolving fast. I mean, our, our, um, in terms of economic, the economy, it's exploding because of the open nature of the internet. But that open nature has a major gap. So everything is progressing beautifully. The, even look at COVID. A year ago, everyone was so afraid that our economy was going to collapse. I looked at the Dow today. I remember the Dow last year was in the like 20, uh, the high 20s. It's like 34. <laughs> and so um, what's happening post COVID now is the fact that businesses have to digitize. And the more that you digitize, the more you're vulnerable in terms of all the threats that are out there. So if you don't, this, this continual trend is going to go even, even worse. It's expected to go beyond $6 for every 100 eventually. So um, we, we, know we feel well positioned as a business because the demand is there. But I mean, it's, it's our mission. We want to help resolve this issue. Yeah, I appreciate you sharing that, Reza. I think uh, when we talk about security concepts, you mentioned very a moment ago just how important that concept of zero trust and that approach that you guys have decided to take when it comes to cybersecurity. What are some of the best practices and what should we know going forward? I know you mentioned earlier about how how much more of an alert we should be, or at least how much more aware we should be. But what are, what are some of the thoughts that you have, uh, gentlemen, on the zero trust approach to cybersecurity? We'll be right back after this short break. We want to thank our sponsor for today's episode, Live Love Thanks. Live Love Thanks helps purpose-driven women leaders, executives, and entrepreneurs to permanently eliminate clutter and end stress and overwhelm so they can move forward in their careers, relationships, and health. Visit LiveLoveThanks.com for impactful coaching and program professional women's. I am delighted to announce 
that App Meetup's customers can now benefit from the presentation and speaking training courses with our integration and partnership with DSB Leadership Group. DSB Leadership Group is committed to providing training and resources to support professionals becoming more effective communicators and increase their impact and value. And that is the reason why App Meetup and DSB Leadership Group have formed a partnership to make sure that our MSPs, which is you, can be effective and powerful speakers in the community. Whether you are hosting a major conference, a specialized training, or a year-end corporate event, finding the right keynote speaker or breakout speaker should be at the top of your priority list. Partner with Elite Speaker Services to book speakers according to your specifications and needs. Elite Speaker Services has the depth of speakers and the experience to bring you peace of mind and a successful event. Go to EliteSpeakerServices.com for all your event needs. Let us deliver the message your audience needs to hear. Let us deliver beyond your expectations. Thank you for listening to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. As a special thank you, we have an amazing offer for our listeners. 20% off products or services on our website. Just send us an email with the subject line podcast and we will send you that special discount code at dsbleadershipgroup.com. And now, let's get back to the episode. Welcome back to Twins Talk It Up podcast. Sure, I'll, I'll go ahead and take that. Um, the, the, you know, I think you have to first define what, what zero trust really is to be able to understand what everybody is talking about. Because you talk to everybody in, individually and everybody has a different thought concept of what zero trust is and, and the whole thing. So, uh, you know, in, in our world, we've defined it as like, okay, so zero trust means you don't trust anything. You don't trust anybody coming into your network. You don't trust it. I don't care how you're coming in, whether you're using an iPhone, an iPad, a Droid, a Linux box, whatever it is that you have, and you're trying to come into this environment, whether it's cloud or on-prem or whatever it may be, you do not trust that piece of piece of data coming in. And so with that concept, that concept brings a whole series of, of tools and, and technology that really comes into effect. And, and but but it's true. You you want to you want you talk about attacking the cyber cyber threat, that's what you want to do. You want to protect that world, right? And, and, and not allowing people to come in at any given point or challenging it and challenging it in, in many ways. You can challenge it, you know, in today's technology, you know, there's a big talk about MFA, multi-factor authentication, conditional access, all that stuff. All that's part of the zero trust implications of, of, of what, what, what happens. And so as far as the, you know, the, the tech that, that you choose to do that, you can do it in many ways. You know, if you're on-prem and you you have that traditional network, you're going to do it with Okta, with all these different tools, right? You're going to have five, 10, 10, 15, you know, 15 different tools that are going to protect you, that are going to define that zero trust infrastructure. Well, my vision is, is like, it, well, it, let's build the perfect network and let's build it with using one tool. And that's where we brought us in with the Microsoft stack. And, and, you know, you bring in the Microsoft stack, it brings you that whole one tool type of technology. And that one tool allows you to do that and create that environment. Oscar, this is David. I appreciate what you just shared. And I'm glad you clarified that that approach essentially means you trust nothing, nobody from outside, nothing inside. 
And, I, and that's really the best way to approach it. Um, Reza said something earlier that really struck me. I've got to ask this question about cyber insurance. And we talk about breaches like uh, Winds breach, and there have been others that have been in the news. So what are your thoughts about the need for cyber insurance, the need for hiring the best talent uh, for our organizations, and that we really can't skimp on it or go cheap with it? Um, Eddie, do you have any thoughts on that? And I'll kind of open up for the rest of the team, but I, I wanted to at least throw that out there just to get some, some of your perspective on what we would call these cyber insurance needs and the way that's increasing today. I think my perspective, as well as Aegis' perspective, is that um, businesses should get cyber, insur- cyber insurance. However, but as the, the bad actors realize that cyber insurance is, is an increasing um, item that companies incur or, or, or ex- spend the expense on, they become a target as well because they know they have money. So it's, a, it's one of those double-edged sword things where if you have insurance, companies try or try or actually become more complacent in their security. And it's our, our job as technologists is to make sure that they don't become complacent because the insurance is not going to pay for your data. It's going to pay for the recovery of your data and possibly, possibly the, the, the keys to, encrypt, to decrypt your data and get back your data. It's not a 100% certainty that you will get your data back even if you, if you do pay the ransom. So having cyber insurance may help a situation, but then it also becomes, puts a target on, on your organization. That, yeah. That's my perspective. And, yeah, and, that, and that's an interesting perspective. I like that perspective, Ashok, because it, it, it makes things, you know, a two-way scenario, right? You get insurance, Great. Now I'm protected. Now I'm going to be like, oh, I'll just click on this link. I'm insured, whatever. But the, but the reality is insurance does not bring your data back. Mm-hmm. And it does put you more vulnerable because now those guys that are out there, those malicious guys, goes, that guy's got insurance. Guess what? I don't care how much he's making. I don't care if he's a $2 million company or a $10 million company. His insurance is going to pay. And 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 then and then they become more more they they start getting attacked even further. So not to discourage insurance, insurance is still a good thing to have. There's there's no question, right? You want to protect you want to protect your business because there's a big large number, and I think Reza knows this number is how many businesses actually go out of business when they get into a ransomware scenario. You know, and that's that's a, it's, it's an answer that we really should be taking care of. And, and insurance takes care of that piece. But unfortunately, it's, it's part of that whole ecosystem of, of, of maliciousness that's out there. Yeah. I'd like, like to add to that. The, the FBI actually, you know, strongly recommends that you do not pay right. to get your data back. But it's, it's a situation where... If you don't have your data, you don't have access to your systems, you can't operate a business. So it's one of those things where you do have to pay somebody, whether it's paying you the ransom or you're paying your IT organization to restore your data, get you operational. Yeah, so. yeah and I'm, I'm going to take it uh, and put it in a, through a different lens. So if you own your own home, you have home insurance. But that doesn't mean when you leave, you, you leave the door unlocked. You still lock the door you still have the Rottweiler inside the house, right? Or a dog or something, right? You're still protecting your home. It's not like, oh, I have insurance. I'm just going to open everything up and take off, right? It's the same principle. Like you wouldn't do that there. Why would you do that with your business? 
Right? And then to another level, you know, we're always talking about how security is layered, right? It, it's best to keep everything out of, you know, outside of your house. We'll use the house analogy still. Keep everything outside of the house. But you have to have the dog sniffing around in case somebody gets in so that you can get them out as soon as you can. Because a lot of times, you know, I think the average now is maybe three to four months uh, on average that you, you've been breached uh, from the time you've been breached till the time you actually find it. And some even longer than that. So if you, you don't have a layered approach and, and somebody looking at your environment all the time to see if somebody's come through the door, or through the window or through other means, then you're putting yourself at, at risk. So insurance is just a component of this, but you have to be, you have to be, uh, have the sword and shield mentality, right? You have a shield to protect you, but you got to be, have a sword to go after them at the same time. And, and I think that's an important thing to keep in mind. That sounds awesome. Uh, this that is, is awesome. Thank you for sharing about that, Eddie. And um, Ashok and, and Oscar, I think all three of those answers really work well together. By the way, is that why Aegis has a shield? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> just thinking about that. And, so, and one of my products is called Sword. <laughs> I knew we were going to ask this question ahead of time. So, there you go. <laughs> hey, guys. So um, I, I love the fact that uh, earlier you mentioned that you guys decided to go all in with Microsoft. And not only that, this is how you, each of their members have met either through Disney or through Microsoft at the IAMCP. And so we actually had a guest on that went all in on uh, one of Microsoft's competitors. And they actually took their company from a break fix shop to now a billion dollar company, uh, value, uh, on track to become a billion dollar company. And I, and I see Aegis doing the same thing by going all in with each other, by forming a super MSP, by going all in on the Microsoft strategy, by going all in on the zero trust cybersecurity uh, strategy, I, I see you guys also on the same trajectory. And that just excites me when I think about what could be and what will be five, 10 years down the road. So I'm very excited. I'm so glad you guys are on board, just sharing with our audience today, uh, the importance of cybersecurity, the importance of zero trust, why that's very important. Now, just because somebody looks like me and sounds like me doesn't mean you should allow them in your network, right? And that's exactly Thanks. what I'm getting. Just because somebody on this program sounds like me and looks like me, doesn't mean that he is as eloquent as I am when it comes to speaking. Uh, so uh, now, that, now that I've said that, uh, really, I just want to say that I think it's, it's impressive. Uh, let me ask, uh, anybody can answer this question. I know that you guys have a Microsoft background. You, you're all met at the IAMCP, the International Association of Microsoft Channel Partners. But what made you all decide that we are going to bet our, our future of this business in the Microsoft cloud? You know, I, I, I'll take the first stab at it, but it, 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 my vision has always been uh, from day one is, is, is to build the perfect network. I mean, and, and, and what does that mean? What does the perfect network mean? I mean, it's, it, and, and, and it's still, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a dream that I'm, I'll probably never catch, but it's, it, I, I'm always striving for it. Right. And I'm always pushing our team to get to that point. And, and, in, in knowing that scenario and understanding that piece for me was a, was the thriving capture of like, okay, how am I going to build that network? How am I going to make that perfect network? And and the reality is, and and, and it's nothing against the, the the hardware vendors, but but that was the piece back then is is that 
what was failing? And I kept looking at everybody's network. What fails? What fails? What fails? Well, you can fix, you know, train people, help them, you know, get them trained up, get them fixed, and, and then they're the perfect tech, right? But you cannot fix hardware. If the hardware falls apart, then that's it. You're done. You can't, you're done. So all these servers that I was supporting at Disney, that was my biggest thing. It was like, I got to get rid of these servers. I'm like, they're, they're killing me because I was working day after day, overnight, 36 hours straight, that kind of scenario. And so in my, my, that's when I started building that dream. And I'm like, okay, how do I fix that? Well, let's go to the cloud. Let's put everything into the cloud and let one hardware vendor take care of their hardware. And let them do the redundancies and, and the DRs and all that stuff. Let them take care of that piece. What can I do? I can build that infrastructure in the cloud and make it perfect. And that's the scenario that that's, that's what's driving me into this world of like, hey, why, why do that? Right. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And to add to what Oscar is saying is, you got a great leader like Sachin Adela that came in and rededicated, refocused Microsoft on the engineering, the quality and level of what they're doing is at a whole new level. Um, you know, Office 365 was a great concept to begin with, but all it was was taking these software that you used to buy off the shelf that install on your PC and making it a service available online and adding a few wrinkles here and there, you know, and it was initially, you know, it was nice. It was updating itself as an ongoing basis. You didn't have to, you know, buy it new every three years, but it developed into this powerful ecosystem and uh, this platform that allowed for uh, tremendous integrations. Mm -hmm. And so part of our whole thing uh, we're we're really passionate about cybersecurity, but we we're never gonna um, forget about what drives business forward. Isn't a defensive posture, it's a um, aggressive posture. Grow a business, collaborate, communicate, um, align. Uh, you know, so now you see the evolution with something like Microsoft Teams coming into play and even integrating things even further and finding new ways of communicating, bringing the youthful energy of, of the uh, people of how they communicate now and not just doing things a legacy way and evolving over time. And so uh, we felt that Microsoft and during the current leadership and the way that they've tremendously invested and they've, you know, now they've got this great productivity platform and they've wrapped a very comprehensive security uh, technology around it. And you see all these Gartner reports that Microsoft is a leader in so many different categories in cybersecurity now. Um, it just makes the most sense. And, you know, a company like us, we have to skill up as well. We have to do certifications. So, you know, with Microsoft, we don't have to go, you know, get Cisco certified and all these. We just focus on Microsoft certifications and it, it allows us to be an expert in that in that one realm. This is Danny. I appreciate that uh, explanation. And you're absolutely right. One of the things about my background is, I mean, I have, I have every HP cert, Cisco cert, Dell cert. <laughs> 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 and, it's, and as you guys are well aware, uh, is that certs expire after every two years typically. Uh, and so even with the Microsoft certs, they're expiring every two years. I was really excited to hear that uh, Microsoft is adjusting their training platform for the future where you're 
you're going to be doing more of a knowledge base um, skills gap uh, when it comes to recertifying rather than going through the whole cert process all over again. So I'm really excited about that. We had uh, Cheryl on explaining that earlier today. So that's really, really exciting. Let me uh, talk a little bit more about this, uh, the all-in strategy of Microsoft and the International Association of Microsoft Channel Partner, because uh, I met each and every one of you gentlemen through the International Association of Microsoft Channel Partners as a sponsor, as a member, uh, as a volunteer, and as a sponsor again. And each and every one of you are, have been volunteers, have been mentors in the group. You're, been, you're the president of the chapter. In fact, Razia, you are the last previous president of the San Diego chapter. And then currently now, Eddie Bader is the president of the US uh, board chapter. And he's also the uh, vice president of international. So tell me a little bit about, more about your strategy, the all-in with Microsoft, the partnership with the IMCP, and how that is continuing to strengthen each other and why that's also leading to more opportunities, right? So I know that I brought opportunities to you guys. Other people have brought opportunity to your organization. This P2P action, the partner-partner action has been phenomenal as well. So it's a two-part question, more about the Microsoft IMCP uh, relationship and then IMCP relationship in the P2P. Um, you know, I'll, I'll start it off, and I, I think Eddie will have a good, good, good talk on this one. But uh, you know, my my perspective of IAMCP is is you know when I was when I was um, bringing up uh, World Edge, I was a member of BNI, and I think everybody knows what uh, BNI is. They're you know the referral referral system, and you you're a member there as well. And and there's there's you know one particular business for in that chapter and so you're unique for that chapter and and it's different right this is IMCP is is completely the other way around it's like everybody it's all tech you know it's all you know and and but the beauty of it is is their tech is so big that we can be in our lane and if I need an Okta expert guess what I go to I go to Eddie Eddie find me an find me an Okta expert in IMCP and mm -hmm. Eddie goes out and finds it and 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 that's the P2P that comes into play and that's what's helping us grow our business because we can come to the customer and say you know what what do you need I don't care what you need I'm going to be able to take care of it it's it's whether or not the, you know who does it is the question right but but the P2P takes care of it and that's the that's the beauty of IMCP that comes into play everybody in IMCP knows this and they know that as long as they stay in their lanes and they're going to be they're going to be experts at one piece if there's a SharePoint expert guess what I, I you know I'll go hire a SharePoint expert from IMCP so that's the part that's my piece and that my, my take on IMCP but it, it helps us bring that business our business even further no, the only thing I was going to say real quick is even within what Oscar was saying is if you have a cybersecurity expert, there's even people that have five different expertise. So he used uh, Okta. Or if you have a SharePoint expert, one person in SharePoint might be, um, you know, specific at, you know, designing an intranet. Another might be more on, on document management and document collaboration. So that's what's the beauty of this whole, um, you know, just to, to piggyback on what I, Oscar said, it's just that there's a tremendous rich layer of talent and specialty and that almost every business that you come across will have one thing that you can partner with. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Go ahead, and, Eddie. yeah, thanks for that. Um, and, and again, I'm going to filter this through a couple of different lenses. So uh, if you think about the medical profession and you think about construction, they have this down pat, right? So you don't ask, you typically don't ask the plumber 
to do the foundation work, right? And you don't ask the roofer to put in the electricity. And if you have a heart condition, you don't go to the podiatrist, right? They all specialize and they specialize for a reason because it takes a lot of time to be an expert in your field. And I think that's one of the things that as a partner, you have to understand where you provide the most value because if you specialize, then that means you know this particular field extremely well. It also means that you can charge more for your services because you are an expert in that field. Normally, you pay a cardiologist more than you pay a, you know, your primary care doctor, right? And it's just the way it is. That's the model. Everybody understands it in different industries. And I think we have to bring that kind of mentality to our own place. And so for us, it's really important that we've defined security and modern workplace because they do go hand in hand as that is our specialty. And so when we have a dynamics opportunity, could we do it? Maybe. Will we do it well? Borderline. But why do we even want to do that? Because it's pulling us away from what we do best, right? So we go find a partner. And because we have this rich community uh, that's built on the no like, and trust concept and the idea of giving first, uh, I think it allows us to provide a solution to the client that is going to be more robust, um, more reliable, and it ends up giving them the best outcome, the best, in this sense, the best business outcome. You go to the cardiologist instead of the, the primary care doctor to get the best outcome for your heart. And you go to all the different, you know, the, the, the roofer, the foundation guy, the plumber, you go to an electrician, you go all those so you can have the best house at the end of the project. And I think if we, if we think about that, it's really easy to adopt and it's really, it makes a lot of sense. And now it's just about, okay, well, we have, uh, you know, there's many dynamics partners in the space. We got to meet a few of them and understand who we get along with well and who we mesh with well and our culture and our, you know, our, our leadership styles and, and our commitment to clients line up. And, and then we've completed that no like trust journey and they become some of, you know, a partner for us and a, and a resource for us. And not only for us, but for our clients, right? So I think that's kind of my approach to it, or our approach. To it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I appreciate that, Eddie. I think what's, this is David, by the way, I, I love how you simplified it for guys like me. I could turn on the laptop and I expect things to work. That's about it. And you said, look, let me give you a picture. Think about a house. Then you also said, let's think about the medical field. And it makes so much more sense when you realize that there are different areas of specialty. And that's what makes you guys shine. And I love that. And by the way, if you paint that pitch for guys like me, I, I can't with any reservation think I, you wouldn't be successful. Okay. I mean, there are times my brother and I were genetically the same where he's starting to talk about something in the IT cybersecurity space. And I say, Dan, quit talking a foreign language. Come back to me here. Come back to me. Right. You guys have been able to make that work today, at least from my set of my, my view. But I wanted to ask you something that really focuses about more around our podcast. Our podcast and our program is really around leadership and communication. You guys have done a great job in leading over the years. You brought your leadership backgrounds, your experiences together to build Aegis Innovators. So here's my question when it comes to leadership. From each of your different perspectives, is there a leadership principle, uh, perhaps there's a story, something that you feel like resonates with your work there at Aegis and would you mind sharing that? So, I mean, maybe all four of you guys have the same leadership story, the same leadership strength. But I think about leadership from the perspective of what Dan and I, we know our strengths, what we bring to the table. Just like you said earlier, Eddie, when it comes to our relationship, when it comes to how we build our partnership with DSB Leadership Group, there are times when I know 
Dave, hands off. That's Danny's world. He's going to be great at that. And I've learned that. And then there are times inversely where he's actually humble enough once in a while to say, Dave, that's your world. You go for it. And so what, when you come to your roles there at Aegis Innovators, is there a leadership principle that you champion or something that you could share from your experience that when it comes to how you lead or why that's important to you that you bring to the table? So, so my thing would be, is, is yes, you know, we have our own lanes and, 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 and that's the beauty of us is, is we've, we all understand each, each other's lanes. And, and so, you know, that, that's, that, that my biggest thing was, was always from day one is, is like, Hey, I know I can't build a, a big company by myself. I, I know that. And, and I know, I know my, 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 my weaknesses and I know the pieces that I, I'm going to need help on. And, and that's, and that's what I've thrived on is, is I, I, a big piece is for all of us to understand that piece. Right. So like you said, you know, Hey, I, you know, when it comes to, you know, you, you want to deal with, you know, accounting or something like that, that, that's, that's not me. I, you know, you talk about tech stuff. Hey, that's me. Right. Or you talk about a visionary thing or something that's coming down the pipe. That's me. I love that kind of stuff. And, and, and so each one of us has our own expertise in that world. And I think that's that's the beauty of our team. And you were about to share something. Um, and Oscar, I appreciate that. I love that you guys respect each other in that way to make that work. That's awesome. We'll be right back after this short break. We want to thank our sponsor for today's episode, Paul Jackowitz of pauljackowitz.com. For all your website design and management needs, visit Paul Jackowitz. That's Paul, J-A-C-K-I-E-W-I-C-Z.com. Thank you for checking out the DSB Leadership Speaking Podcast. If you are enjoying the program and are learning something along with us, please consider becoming a supporting member through our Patreon page at patreon.com slash twins talk it up. Also, consider leaving a five-star rating on Apple and comment on our other platforms, including YouTube. If you'd like to learn more and get more information, we would like you to become a guest on our future episode. Send us a message via our website at www.dsbleadershipgroup.com. Are you projecting the right image to your market? Are you optimizing your name recognition and presence online? Elite Public Image is a leader in strategic communications and marketing solutions, ranging from public relations, brand communications, and content marketing strategy to social media and reputation management for businesses, professionals, and VIPs of all types. Whether you're looking to develop a particular brand or need a brand refresh, look no further than Elite Public Image. Visit ElitePublicImage.com and let Elite put their experience to work for you. Thank you for listening to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. As a special thank you, we have an amazing offer for our listeners for a free consultation over the next two weeks. Visit our website and schedule your free 30-minute consultation. And now, let's get back to the episode. Welcome back to Twins Talk It Up podcast. Yeah, what I was going to say is a lot of the principles are, you know, things that I would consider to be foundational. And, and then when I say that, it's like foundational is kind of based upon your context, right? What, what's foundational to you? And, and I would say that our, the, the way we come together as a group is um, we're very collaborative, um, but we're very, we're very truthful. We understand that not 
any of us is perfect, but we all come with different perspectives, but we have a tremendous amount of respect for one another and for everybody on our team. And so we listen to each other. And even though we don't agree, we all agree to whatever we decide as a team is whether it's not, it was my idea, your idea, whether or not I agree with you at the beginning, if this is our decision as a team, then we're all going to support it once we move out. And it's not, we're not rigid or open-minded. And when we have conflicts, we come together and we talk through them. And I think that open communication is foundational to our success. I think, um, you know, being, you know, listening because it, the best solution might not come from the four of us. Maybe it's going to come from somebody else who, who works on our team, you know, being open there as well and, and being compassionate, thinking about one another and, and the needs of each other. So uh, I will tell you in the last 14 to 16 months, there, there's not a one of us that hasn't had something go on that they've needed to focus on other than this business and the others just pull together, make it happen. And we, and we work together. And, and that's one of the things I love about this team is that, you know, it's, it was one thing being a solopreneur, you know, everything counted on my efforts. If I didn't do it, it didn't get done. And, and now I have three people who want to help me succeed. And by virtue, Reza has three more people that want to help them succeed and Ashok and Oscar and so on. And it's not just us, it's the entire team. We all want to see each other succeed. And we all talk about what that looks like and how that, you know, what it, what it is now, what we need now is not only from a business, but as human beings, what we need for our life and to have, you know, we don't, we don't live to work, we work to live, right? And, and so we all align there. And I think those things, you don't necessarily find that everywhere, but if, if you were gonna go into a situation like ours, you really have to you know, understand the people that you're gonna work with and understand and make sure that you can work through problems because you're not gonna agree on everything. You will have stuff that goes wrong and it's more important. That it, it's easy to be all chummy and, and friends when things are going well, but you really understand what you have when things hit the fan and you have to figure out and work through that. And that's what you know you have. And this team has done it. Uh, you know, we've had issues to work through and we all come together and I just have a tremendous amount of respect for these three guys and, and for our entire team. And I think that what's, that's what makes us tick. That's awesome. Well said, Eddie. Oscar, would you mind sharing maybe from your perspective? Uh, by the way, I love that. And, and I'll tell you, if we, we're going to have to get, get you guys back on. This is Dave, by the way, because I think there's there's not enough being said about the dynamics of teamwork, especially mm -hmm. when you have four strong, visionary people. You're all mm -hmm. driven. You want the same thing, but yet being willing to say, you know what, today you're taking that shot, you know, or today this right. is your call. But I love what Eddie said. When we leave that table and we have an agreement, that's the agreement. That's what we're going to be focused on. I love that because you can walk away and still be upset. You can walk away and be angry, but no, the resolve is when we leave, the decision's made. I love that. Uh, Ashok, I'm yeah. sorry. Did you want to share anything with that? No, I, I think Eddie did mention that uh, communication is key. And then I think uh, we listen to each other and, and we communicate the, the, the truthfulness of, of, of our opinion on a particular matter matters to everybody else they may not agree with it but uh, at, at the end of the day um there's a consensus i think that that's that's the key thing this is danny i i love the the stories guys i think that's fantastic phenomenal as dave said
we, we're going to have to have you guys come back on again because we want to talk about uh, teamwork as a workshop as well. I, I don't think a lot of people really understand. A lot of times when we have people who can't scale further, oh. talking, when I say people, I'm talking about the managed service provider business, people at MSPs. Uh, typically, they can't scale because they don't know enough of all the technology that's available that customers may have a need for. Um, they're not doing partner to partnering. Uh, also, they they are the jack of all trades. They're wearing all the hats. They can hire 10 other techs, but they're still going to be in every meeting, every call, every event, every function. They're still going to be going out doing all the calls after our calls. They're, they're the bottleneck. You Each of you have come together, as, as Dave stated, with respect for each other, with the ability to be able to swallow your pride, work out, make an, make an agreement, all go all in, move forward and make it happen. That is, that is something that you just can't, you just can't teach people, right? This is something that, that people either get through hard knocks, the school of hard knocks, or they've actually did it themselves. Each of you have run your own business. I was just said, look, I was doing everything. It was just getting too much. I can't scale and grow this business by myself, but Hey, look, if you want it, I can do it. Right? So you want to do, you want to do the sales business, go do sales business. Ashley, you want to go do the technical training, go do technical training. Everybody's doing their own. Everyone's doing something specialized to help grow Aegis innovators. Every single person has their function, has their role of what they do and what they do well. And I, I love how you guys had talked about how you met. I mean, Eddie and Oscar working at Disney, seen each other, but never really interacted with each other. And, and then <laughs> and, I mean, just thinking about how you guys all got together. That's just fantastic. And I will tell you, if there's an MSP out there today and you're asking yourself, why can I not grow? There's a couple of things you can do. You can, there's a couple of things you can do business mastery for your MSP. You can also go and join associations like the IAMCP and meet people like Ashok, Raza, Eddie, and Oscar. Go meet these individuals. And maybe they do something you don't do. Maybe you guys do projects together and you work together. And from there, you realize this could be a beautiful relationship if we mm -hmm. decide to work together. And I'll tell you, not a lot of people have the guts to form a bigger MSP, they'll acquire somebody, take their book of business and then tell the CEO, go take a hike. But not everybody's willing to do what you guys just did and form this super MSP, which I find phenomenal. I'm going to also say that one of the things I appreciate that Aegis Innovators does is they do a lot of what I call free knowledge transfer with the public. They'll give the public a lot of information about what they do, a lot of information about security. You guys even put on cybersecurity workshops. It's like, look, if you want to learn, we're here to teach you. We're here to help you. And in, and in return, the, the end users, they gain the knowledge, they gain wisdom. And then they look to you and say, look, can you come and take care of our IT for us? And so I just find it a win-win situation. I love the leadership principles. And, and Eddie, you leading the uh, International Association of Microsoft Channel Partners team, I mean, you're continuously putting great leadership styles to work every day. You bring people in, you allow them to put their input, you run with their input. It's not my way or the highway. You're always giving, allowing people to give input, which I really appreciate. And I can see that working with the four members here in the room today. Uh, I, I want to give everyone a chance uh, before we close out. Are there any other like special announcements coming up? I know there's something coming up in July, so I'm hoping one of you guys will talk about that as well. Uh, but are there any other announcements that you want to tell our audience and, and want to tell our members today? 
Well, you know, there's there's several things. So I'll try to keep this short. That's why I sometimes hesitate to talk because I have a hard time keeping things short and to the point. <laughs> um, um, you know, there's what you were just talking about something, Danny, as far as knowledge share. Um, we've we've had a program in beta that we're, we are going to release. It's called the Cloud Navigator. And it's a program that is to empower other IT pros, whether they're an MSP, whether they work at an IT department for a large company, but to really understand um, critical components of the Microsoft security and beyond, really the uh, Microsoft 365 side of the business. We'll probably get into some Azure as well because we were involved in the virtual desktop, Azure virtual desktop as part of the zero trust infrastructure that we do. We actually bring virtual machines and zero trust and put them together. And what Oscar was talking about earlier, a you know, our, in our never ending search for that perfect network environment. Um, but this, this is a program that is still in formulation, but it should be launched later in the year where we're bringing people in um, and training them what we know and, and pushing them down a similar path that we've gone. And through that process, we know we're all about empowerment. And the reason we believe this is this I mentioned to you earlier the crazy numbers that's happening to our world. There's plenty of business to go around. And through this process, we're going to find opportunities to work with other people. Mm -hmm. And so we, um, we've worked with somebody at Microsoft that has inspired us quite a bit. His name is Matt Sozman. Um, we've spent a lot of time with him. He's one of their top cybersecurity experts. Uh, you know, he, he really, um, part of, you know, we tell him this all the time is, you know, some of his DNA is on uh, Aegis innovators. And you were talking about leadership in the past, you know, leaders, uh, and, I, and, I, and the guys that we have here, they're awesome guys. And we, what we talked about was listening to each other. The beauty about our team is that we trust our partners like Microsoft, or, you know, we also work with a company like, you know, Danny very well, SureWeb. When we, we partner with somebody, if they come and talk to us and, and, and they train us, they empower us and they say, this is something you should do. Um, that's what this cloud navigator is trying to en encapsulate because we've done a really good job taking that information in and building our business and moving it forward. And we want to also do that um, for IT pros and to, to level them up in a way that they can really empower the rest of the world, their clients, their businesses to have a more secure place to work and to protect, like we were talking about, protect the American way of life, the free world way of life. We don't need these cyber criminals coming in and telling us, you know, taking our money and, um, and, and we're passionate about that. So the cloud navigator program is going to come out and we've recently, um, you know, we're, we're, you know, as small as we are, we're actually now having a global reach. So we, we've been able to do amazing things um, all around the United States. And we've, we've got our first person in, in Europe that's recently come on board. That's, it's in the UK. Uh, her name is Eugenie. So Eugenie, hello, if you're listening to this later on. Um, and we're, we're looking to um, you know, really expand beyond uh, North America and, and take what we do uh, globally. 
That's awesome. That's fantastic. And I will tell you guys that uh, this is Danny, by the way. Um, if you get an opportunity next month, there uh, Microsoft has their annual partner conference called Microsoft um, Inspire. IAMCP actually has a booth there. And so you get an opportunity, you can go meet and talk to uh, Reza and Oscar and everyone else. I also would say, take advantage if you're a technology expert or wanting to start your own MSP in the future, or you're an MSP trying to figure out what to do next, stay tuned to the announcement that Aegis has that Reza just mentioned that talked about. Take advantage of that. Allow them to help you scale and grow your business as well. On behalf of David, my identical twin brother and I, we are so grateful for having Reza, Oscar, Ashok, and Eddie as founders of Aegis Innovators on our show. They are a great super MSP, growing their business globally. They're one of Microsoft's key partners, specifically in the cybersecurity zero trust policy industry today. I wanna to thank all four of you gentlemen for joining our show. Thank you so very much. Thank you for listening to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. Please subscribe and follow us on Instagram at DSB Leadership and visit us online at dsbleadershipgroup.com to learn more about our workshops and trainings. We will see you on the next episode of the Twins Talk It Up podcast.